Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. Who should I love in 2022? Well, not just the 2022, but who should I love forever? I mean, love is a good thing, right? However, who do you who you love is more important because not everyone, not everything is the thing that we should love. In today's passage, clearly tells us that who we should love. So let's look at First John chapter two verses eight through eleven and fifteen through seventeen. First John two eight through eleven. On the other hand, I'm writing a new commandment to you, which is true in Him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says that he is in the light and yet hates his brother or sister is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother and sister remains in the light, and there is nothing in him to cause stumbling. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going. Because the darkness has blinded his eyes, do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life, is not from the Father, but it is from the world. The world is passing away, and also its lusts. But the one who does the will of God continues to live forever. Now, Bible is very clear here. Who should I love? The Bible says today's passage says we should love God, not the world. But what does it mean to love God? It really means to love our brothers and sisters. It is、um, totally related to the great. Greatest commandment, which is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your soul, and then love your neighbors as yourself. So First John is clearly saying that we need to love the Lord, and that love for the Lord will be shown through love for our brothers and sisters. But also, it says in the,、um, verses fifteen through seventeen, do not love the world. Okay, so here is the answer.、Um, here is the question: Can you love God and can you love the world at the same time? I mean, love is good, so you can love everything. Is it possible? No. The Bible clearly says, "You love of the world is not love of God." So let's look at that passage one more time. It says, "Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world," The love of the Father is not in him. It's very clear. It means that if you love the world, God's love is not in you. Meaning that you do not love God. So you cannot love God and you cannot love you cannot love God and the world at the same time. You have to choose one or the other. So the question is, who should you love? If you truly Christian, if you are truly born again Christian, then you must choose to love. God Himself, not the world. But here is the reason why we should not love the world. Verse sixteen says, "For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, and they are not from the Father, but they are from the world." So, what are these? Lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes. And the boastful pride of life—it's very simple in, in this way. Lust of the flesh is I need that, and lust of the eyes 
is I want that. And a boastful pride of life is I am that. Now, what does that mean? I need that money or I need that food more than God's word, more than God. That's what it means to lust of the flesh. Now, what about lust of the eyes? Is that I want that. I want that beautiful lady or I want that handsome man. I want that beautiful house. I want that glorious, fantastic looking things in the world more than God himself. That is the lust of the eyes. Now, what about the boastful pride? It is, I am that, you know, I am that good person. I am that strong person. I am better than you. I am better than all the other people. And here I am. I can prove myself that how much glorious person, how much good person, how much strong person I am. So I am that. That is really the boastful pride. So if you look at all these things, this is this these three things have common things. What is it? It's all about me. I need that. I want that. And I am that. It's all about I. It's all about me. Now, if you look at the world, if you look at yourself, probably we all have all these three things in our life. And I think these three things are shown very well in this one common thread that happens all around the world, which is smartphone and social media. You know, uh, young people, the study shows that younger generation spends more than 4.5 hours every day on social media. And that's the average time. But I really do think that it's not just the young people, but a lot of people in the world, the ages, regardless of their ages, they spend a lot of time on their smartphone and cell phone, the social media. But here's the thing. What does social media do in these days? It was it meant to be uh, connecting people through social media. But the problem is, there's three things, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and boastful pride are all summing up really powerfully in this social media. When you look at the, someone's post and it, you might say, oh, I need that, right? And then when you feel like when, when you're scrolling down your social media, you don't even know how much time you are spending on it. And when you are away from your smartphone, you feel like I need my smartphone right now. Okay. More than God's word. Just imagine how many times you read the Bible, how many times you seek for smartphone. Do you really seek for Bible or do you really seek for smartphone? I think the answer would be pretty clear. Most people would seek for their smartphone and they want to check out their Facebook or YouTube and all those things rather than the Word of God. So people are needing fleshly things more than God's Word. Now, what about the lust of eyes? I mean, when you look at your smartphone and social media, you look at all the beautiful pictures of people or places and you might have the desire like, I, I want that. I want that person. I want that house. I want that car. I want that. So this, the, the social media is really boosting up the visual images that distract people from God. Rather than the beauty and glory of God, people are seeking, they are craving for worldly beauties, worldly glories, rather than the true 
glory and beauty of God himself. Now, what about the boastful pride? You know, I think the, uh, a lot of people are using social media as their platform to prove how good they are, how beautiful, how handsome, and how good life they're living. So most of the times when you look at your um, social media feed, you see a lot of people smiling in the beautiful places. And, you know, they even uh, decorate themselves with emoji and try to look good in front of people. But it is, it is not really the reality. You know, probably back in their in, inside of their minds, they are suffering. But outside, they want to show off that they are doing pretty good. And then people are jealous about it. And they uh, have a desire to show up that, okay, I will post a better picture than yours so I can prove myself that I am better than you. So that's what's happening in a social media. And we see it almost every day. But the problem is, rather than truly believing the Lord, they are so focused on themselves, myself, my worth, and my image. They are not truly worshiping the Lord. And that is the problem. And that is the love the world love of the world. If you are filled with your I, me, me-centered, self-centeredness, love of the world is like love of yourself rather than love of God. Then there's no room in you to love the Lord. And that is the problem that we see in this uh, chapter. First um, John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. But the, here is the reality. It says, verse 17, the world is passing away and also its lusts. But the one who does the will of God continues to live forever. Whatever you see in the social media, they will disappear at some point, right? We are growing old and our faces will grow old as well. The houses and cars and beautiful body and all of them will decay at some point. They're not forever. They're passing away. However, the Bible says in verse 17, the one who does the will of God, the one who loves the Lord, they continue to live forever. So we have to, you have to choose who you should love very carefully. Now, here is a great news that you can overcome this worldly love, the love of the world, because Jesus Christ himself showed a great power that he resisted all these three things, all these three temptations. He overcame the world. So I want you to, I want to show you how Jesus did that. Luke chapter 4, you see the famous story of Jesus' temptation by Satan. It says, uh, it says, and the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. Of course, bread is important. Jesus fasted for 40 days and he must be very hungry. But more than I need that, more than the lust of the flesh, he pointed out that man should live. We must live by the word of God, not by the worldly fleshly need. So what Jesus is saying here is bread is important, but word of God is much more important. That's what we need. More than bread, we need God's word, which is the truth of God. Okay. And the second, in verse five, and he, he led him up and showed him, showed him, okay, visually all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. 
And the devil said to him, I'll give you all this domain and its glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I give to whomever I want. Therefore, if you worship before me, it shall be all yours. Jesus replied to him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Wow, this is a powerful encounter. Now, the devil was showing the glorious world to Jesus Christ and said, I can give all of this, this beautiful cities and beautiful, glorious places to you. All you need to do is just simply bow down to me just one time. And then you can have all of this. You remember that second part was the lust of the eyes. Now, the Satan was tempting, tempting through Jesus' eyes. But Jesus says, you must worship God alone. Now, earlier I mentioned that you know people are so caught up with their lustful uh, desire through their eyes. When they see the social media, when they see YouTube, and when they see just drive around, they see the glory of the world and beauty of people, and they desire that I want to be like that. You know, I want to have that. I want to have that place. I want to have that people. But Satan is saying to you, all you need to do is just bow down to me. You worship me and you can have it all. Many people do not even know that when they want, desire those things, when they have them, it's actually they are, even without knowing, unconsciously, they are bowing down to Satan. They're not worshiping the Lord. But Jesus here clearly knew what Satan's tempting his lie was. We must be very careful that we must not seek with our own eyes and lustful eyes, but we need to seek to worship the Lord God alone, even though we cannot see Him. But He is true, and He is alive, and He is much more glorious. He is much more beautiful compared to all the beauties and glories in the world. And that's what Apostle Paul uh, testified that he had all the wisdom and knowledge and he could be a great respected person but he said everything is rubbish compared to the surpassing knowledge of Christ Jesus but the people do not know the worth of Jesus Christ and they are so distracted deceived by Satan and they're looking for the things that they only see in their social media and the videos and the uh, TVs and medias it is Satan's lie we have to be we have to worship the lord god alone and jesus tr truly and clearly showed how he won this battle and then he focused on worshiping the lord and lastly in verse 9 and he brought him into jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him if you are the son of god Throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will give his angels order, angels orders concerning you to protect you. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been stated, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Wow. You know, here, Satan was saying, If you are truly son of God, you can just throw down, throw, uh, throw yourself down here, and God will protect you. It's, it sounds like, wow, it is pretty good opportunity to truly show that I am the Son of God. However, here is the very, very important trick that Satan is doing. Satan is saying, like, you just prove yourself. Prove that you are truly the Son of God. Okay? But in the previous passage, in Matthew chapter 3, 
God already told him in verse 17, you, this is my beloved son and you must listen to him. So God the Father already told Jesus that Jesus is the Son of God. But here in this chapter, in chapter 4, Satan is saying, okay, if you are truly the Son of God, prove yourself. You can even using God, you can even use God, His power to prove yourself that you are the Son of God. What a dangerous trick it is. So here Jesus is saying, do not put God to the test. When you are testing God, you are actually putting God under you. You are not worshiping the Lord. Some people or here, a lot of people even using God to prove how good they are, how strong they are, how smart they are. And that is definitely the prideful boast, boastful pride. And we must, we must, should not do that. You know, in the social media, people trying to prove themselves. But it is all about themselves. There's no glory of God. There's no beauty of God. And there's no worship of God. And they are even using God's name that God has blessed me this way. And God has elevated me this way. But inside of their heart, it's not really necessarily worshiping the Lord. But they are trying to worship themselves. Try to prove themselves. And they are still filled with their own ego. And that is the pride. Boastful pride. So these three things are the the uh, the worldly the love love of the world but Jesus amazingly powerfully defeated all these three elements of love of the world because Jesus loves God God the Father and Jesus is showing a great example what we need to do interestingly after right after Jesus defeated Satan and he overcame this temptation in three areas, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and boastful pride. Right after that, these are the three things that Jesus did. First, Jesus chose 12 disciples. Jesus was not, he was not just doing everything alone, but he loved his people so that first he chose 12 disciples to uh, walk together, to love on them, and to minister together. And second, Jesus visited all towns and he healed the sick people. He raised the dead people. He cast out demons out of people. So basically, Jesus was meeting the physical needs of people and also Jesus proclaimed the gospel, the message of the kingdom of God. Jesus was meeting the spiritual needs. So we can see that right after Jesus overcame this temptation, Jesus showed how, what it means to love his brothers and sisters. He walked with 12 disciples. He healed. He met the needs of people. He met the needs of spiritual needs of people. This is how he showed his love. But not just that, that was the beginning of his ministry. But almost also at the end of his ministry, he showed this love and he showed how he overcame all these temptations. First, he invited his 12 disciples, disciples to the Lord's Supper. And here, there, Jesus washed their feet. And Jesus gave the bread and wine representing his body and his blood rather than filling his own belly for his own physical needs he met the needs of his disciples 
by giving the bread and the wine, washing the feet. And second, at the Mount of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed, even though he knew that he had to take the wrath of God, the cup of wrath. And then that is much more, much more painful than just dying. However, Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Meaning that it's not about what I want, but it's about what you want, God, my Father. And then thirdly, he died on the cross humbly. Where can you find the more humble example, more humble demonstration of God himself dying on the cross for us? So he did not show any boastful pride at all. He humbly obeyed to God the Father, even to the point of death on the cross, as we can see in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. And God the Father victoriously raised Jesus from the dead, and he elevated him to the highest of highest. And that's, that's what we see in the whole uh, Old Testament and New Testament as well. So we can see that Jesus is the ultimate example, but he is the gospel. And his gospel is showing that he is the one who defeated all these three elements of love of the world. And Jesus Christ is the Savior, and he is the gospel who, save, who can save those who are slaves to this love of the world. Those who are slaves to the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of the world. So we can, we all have these three elements, right? But Jesus can save us from all of them because Jesus himself overcame the world. He overcame, he defeated Satan. He defeated Satan's temptation with these three elements so that we don't, we don't have to stay with our own love of the world but we can love the Lord and we can truly love our brothers and sisters. And that's through Jesus Christ. When you put your faith in the Lord Jesus and he will save you, he will forgive you from all your past love for the world and he will use you, he will change you and you will be a new person in Christ Jesus, just like 2 Corinthians 5.17 and you will love the Lord and you will love your brothers and sisters. And we can, that's what we see in, in the church, early church in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. In verse 42, Rather than the bread, rather than the flesh you need, people, the early church, were devoted themselves to the word of God, the teaching of the apostles. And then second, in verse 44, they did not hold on to their own fleshly uh, needs and what they wanted, but they shared everything together. They shared the money and uh, all the blessings they have. They did not hold it themselves, but they shared, put them all together. And then verse 46 and 47, they were all together in one mind. If you are proud of yourself, you will never be one mind with someone because you always think that you are better than other people. But when you are truly humble yourself, you will regard others much better than you, just like Philippians 2, 3. And then you will be all one accord. You will be all one mind, not what you want, not what you desire, but what God wants. So you have a one focus to please the Lord and to obey God's will together. And they were praising the Lord and Lord added more people to the church, to the kingdom of God. 
So we can see that it's not just the Jesus showing great example of defeating all those three elements. The church who received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit living inside of them, and they also showed how they overcame the world. And then that overcoming of the world, love of God was showing through love of brothers and sisters. More people were coming to Jesus. And this is what we need to do as well. First, we need to repent of our sin, that we used to love the world. We used to follow lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes and boastful pride ourselves. But Jesus overcame. So when you put yourself, uh, when you put your faith in Christ Jesus, who died on the cross humbly and who rose from the dead and who is the Savior and Lord, who is God himself, then you will be changed so that your love of the world will be, will become love of God so that you will love the Lord and you will Rather than your own needs, you will think about other people's needs, even spiritual needs. So you will share what you have rather than desire. Oh, I want that. I want to have that one. No, you will say, oh, that people, my brother needs that. My sister needs this. So I'm going to share what I have with them. And then also, rather than saying, I am better than you, you will say, oh, no, you are good. You are better than me in this. So let's do it together. And you will serve others and you will help others more. And then you are going to live out this gospel of Jesus Christ. And then when you go out, even when you meet with the non-believers, you can proudly presenting who Jesus is by sharing his gospel, gospel of Jesus Christ, who defeated Satan, sin and death. So let's love the Lord, not the world, not only in 2022, but forever. Because love of, love of the world will pass away soon, but love of God will last forever. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful message. Father, we confess to you that the world is surrounded the world is the place where so many people are caught up with their lust of flesh and lust of the lust of the eyes and prideful boast. But Father, please help us and guide us that we will not stay in the love of the world, but we will we will love you more than any other things. So I pray that those who are not in Christ Jesus yet, I pray that you would draw them to yourself so that they can turn away from the love of the world, but they will turn to the love of God. And then they will truly love other brothers and sisters in you so that we can truly see that your kingdom is being built. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.